stay tuned now for Pomo Perspective. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. Good morning. We have a special meeting happening today. We do. Uh, as we speak, the Board of Supervisors for Mendocino County is starting their online Zoom special meeting. And one of the agenda items is a resolution about Jackson Demonstration State Forest, which you've been working on for a long time. Yeah, we've been trying to bring this to the community's attention for since June of since June of 19. No, what are we in here? June of 20. Yep. I'm starting to lose my dates now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how long we've been working on it. We've been working on it for a very long time. And so now we have a few board of supervisors that were interested. They got it on the agenda. And we have a few key speakers going to be there tonight, today. Do you, do you know any of the speakers? Well, what I have heard is that there uh, have been an incredible outpouring of support for this resolution at the Board of Supervisors. So the resolution says, um, it was brought by uh, Ted Williams and Dan Jurdy, so 5th and 4th District Supervisors from the coast, and it says, resolution of the Mendocino County Board of Supervisors requesting scientific review of Jackson Demonstration State Forest. So it talks all about uh, the science of climate and uh, the need for the state of California to come in and look at the management plan for Jackson Demonstration State Forest, which is a 50,000-acre uh, forest here, a state forest in, in California, in Mendocino County. And so they're asking, right now, CAL FIRE manages Jackson State and does commercial logging out there. Um, and they're asking the state to come in and look at this management plan and look at the science around climate. And uh, I guess that's what the resolution says, is to ask the governor to to review the management plan given um, the science of climate. Right. How much clout does that have when a board of supervisors sends an email of their resolution to the governor? Does it even make it to his desk? I don't know. Um, I know it's not nothing, but it doesn't go as far as you guys have been asking for, for sure. Well, I mean, I made it to the Wade... Crowfoot, the secretary of the California Natural Resources Agency, with many, many, many tribes standing there with me. And I showed him the slides of the destruction that was happening, all the clear cutting. It was just, you know, I mean, it was right in his face. And he told me and all the tribal leaders, you have to see the bigger picture. And in my mind, I was like, bro, I just brought you the proof of what's happening in this forest. Why are you not asking me where this is so you can investigate? So in my mind, the secretary, Wade, Foot, Wade Crowfoot, he's not Native American Indian, just so you know, for the record. But in my mind, that's the agency that does look into these types of issues. So if I told him, showed him the pictures, what is a resolution going to do? I feel like it's just going to loss in the email. We have to do the work. That's what we have to do then, right? So we have to figure out a way to take that Board of Supervisors resolution if it gets passed today. I hope it gets passed, if it gets passed today. And we gotta make sure that gets to the secretaries. I'll use Geneva Thompson. So she's the tribal liaison for the tribes, for the California Natural Resources Agency. We'll get that resolution to her if it gets passed today. What do you think? Well, I know that you um, did uh, had a meeting with Wade Crowfoot, like you were saying, but you, with 
all of the tribal leaders from the state. And that seems like a pretty powerful uh, statement to Department of Natural Resources. Um, the Board of Supervisors of Mendocino County, I don't, I don't think it can hurt, but I, I have the same question as you. What do you think uh, if all of these government leaders are asking for this to be reassessed? Um, how does how's the state going to respond? Well, I mean, if I have to assume that there is like some direct reporting system from local government to such agencies that help regulate, you know, issues like our forest and our water in, in our forest here. I have to assume that, but shoot, I'd sure like to have one of our key speakers ask that. What is the form? What is the mechanism? What is the method to make sure your resolution gets heard? Is it our board of supervisors to go lobby that? Is it our job as community members to go lobby that? Well, one exciting thing, I guess, is that um, the Board of Supervisors, I have heard this, uh, has received over a thousand comments from the public in support of the resolution, which is the most comments they've ever received on any issue. So apparently there is a very strong sense from the community that they want more uh, oversight of the management plan and climate concerns to be part of what uh, is happening out at Jackson State. So that's interesting and exciting. And then there are supposed to be a whole lot of speakers in support of the resolution, some against it, um, today during the Board of Supervisors meeting, which you can watch on YouTube at the Mendocino County YouTube channel. And I'm monitoring it too. So if anything happens uh, around the resolution, we can bring it up and listen to it live here. Yeah, we're going to we're going to, when we find some key speakers that come on that we're just excited to share with you, we're going to play it really loud. Is that what we're doing? We'll, we'll be able to play it live, yeah. Play it live. Yeah, <laughs> live, and loud, loud. <laughs> live and loud. It's up to you, <laughs> listeners, okay? You guys have to decide if you want it loud, okay? You can turn the volume up. You could tell where I do. I go straight loud. Live and loud. That, we should hashtag that, live and loud, kzyx.org. I like it. Yeah. You could also <laughs> live, loud and local. You could also visit me on my on Stephanie and my uh Good Vibes Radio show every other Friday. Ten PM live stream. I don't know. I'm just throwing a plug out there because it's a really good radio show. It is. It's terrific. We're so glad to have you. Do you listen to it? I do. You do for reals? You do. Love it. Oh, man, I wonder how many other people are listening to it. It's probably just me and you and Steph having a good time. <laughs> Who cares? We don't care. If you want to join our party, it's our party. If you want to join us, you're welcome. It's good vibes. Back. Yeah, yeah, good vibes, right. But let's get back to the demonstration state for us here. You know, I went out there yesterday, and I, tr I have to go out there often because inland Ukiah, well, not even inland Ukiah, but Sacramento, you know, these places I have to go to do a lot of work, it'll suck you in and you forget and you become disconnected, you know? And I have to go back out there and make sure I, I sit on the beach, I touch the water, I always have to make sure I do that. And then I go into the redwoods just so I can find more quietness and peace. And I get connected again. And I was at the Gemini tree yesterday and I made it to there by myself. You guys would be proud. It's, it's not easy <laughs> with the proper signage it is. But anyways, I made it. And it's just, 
How many years do you think that Gemini tree is? Uh, it is a very large tree. Huge. Yeah, it's an old tree. I don't know. It's not old growth. I mean, it w- it grew back after the whole area was logged, but mm, I don't know, 120 years, 150 years. I heard 150 to 175 mm-hmm. so far. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm I, I'm sitting with that tree, right? And you have that connection because I I could actually visualize my people, Pomo people. In those forests. I mean, if it's hot, you go to the forest and cool down the ocean, just like we do right now, right? If it's cold, you go a little bit inland. If it's windy, you go a little bit inland, you know? And I could see it. And I'm, I'm like, man, this this redwood is the only redwoods that know that story. 150, 175 years ago, there's nothing left on this planet for us, it seems like. Unless I'm mistaken, but like the only one thing that's still rooted in my homeland, in Pomo country, is those redwoods that were there. Another Native American Pomo was sitting at that tree, you know? That's pretty cool. It's pretty deep. And I wish our community had that connection because then they would see it differently. They need to get out to those redwoods, calm your mind, slow down, get connected, and I think you'll you'll want to do more for for what's going. You know, you'll want to help protect those. You know, we my uh, my buddy always says, "Well, we have to do what we have to do." It's our mother, right? We always got to protect our mother. And he says it like he's intent about it. Well, it's our mother, and he gives me that confused look, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, right, right." You know, and uh, you know, you there's a small group of us. It's getting larger. More and more people are paying attention. We got the board of supervisors um, going to listen to it for the first time on a on their agenda, right? Yeah. So we're making some headway. Imagine if we had all of you. Imagine if we had our whole town just saying, "Hey, enough's enough." Let's just say this. Let's agree to one policy. We should not cut any second mature growth. Do not cut any second mature growth in the Jackson Demonstration State Forest. And then we'll figure out legislation. And then we'll figure out all these other things we have to do because it's complicated. But we should all be able to agree that cutting the second mature sec- the second mature growth of our redwoods is not okay. It's not good. Those, those redwoods, and I'm learning. I'm trying to learn now too. I'm trying to catch up. I'm hanging out with the locals, hanging out with scientists, teachers, attorneys. I'm, I'm learning, learning from you, Alicia. And, and what I find is if you cut down the second mature growth, you're actually taking away the most valuable resource that actually takes in the carbon. It reduces your carbon footprint naturally. So that alone, so that alone, if it's going to reduce your carbon footprint naturally because the red, the second mature growth and old growth do that way, they do that a lot more efficiently than a new redwood tree. It's just how it is. I don't know, Google that, but that's a lot of work I did too because I needed to understand because the state of California, the governor, this, you know, the Secretary Wade Crowfoot, California Natural Resources Agency, down to, I believe, but I'm not sure down to our local our local way of thinking our local politics they view that forest by board feet 
which means they add up all those smaller trees by board feet, and then they cut that big one down, that 150-year-old redwood down, because they have 20 others board feet making up for it, 20 other trees of board feet making up for that one. But what they're taking out of consideration is it is the second mature growth. It is the old growth that reduces your carbon footprint. We have to change the way we think. We have to change the way we think. We continue to fund Cal Fire to fight fires, and they do a great job of fighting fires. They really do. We're, 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 we're very thankful. I have cousins, family, I, loved ones that do this for a living. But those firefighters understand that it's those large redwoods that prevent fire, fire, fire hazards. If you get out into those redwoods and you walk around, take your shoes off. It's moist. It's just how it is. Use your eyes. Then go to a location where they cut those big growths. And it's you you better better be wearing some boots. I mean, you believe your own eyes. So, one policy we should all agree on is we no longer cut second mature growth. Do they say second mature or second old growth? I'm always messing that up. I think the way I've heard it is mature second growth, but mature you know what it is, it's growth. those big old trees. Well, we already have the protection of the old growth, so I'm trying to separate that, right? Mm -hmm. So, mature, how'd you say it? Mature second growth. So, okay, that's our policy. No more cutting the mature second growth. Like, that is the policy. If you want to call your Senator McGuire, if you want to call Assemblyman Wood, Congressman Huffman, tell them no more cutting mature second growth. In order to do that, we need to have a moratorium on logging in the Jackson Demonstration State Forest so we could work out all the other complicated issues that have to be worked out, but we could all agree that we can't be not we can't be cutting Gemini. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my God, that tree is so beautiful. It's just unnecessary. Unnecessary. Can you talk about well, let's remind listeners what what we're doing here. This is Pomo Perspective with Michael Hunter, the chairman of the Coyote Valley Band of Pomo Indians. I'm Alicia Bales. Uh, engineering here for Pomo Perspective. And can you talk about Gemini Tree and, and where it is and what's the deal with it? Yeah, so where it is took me a very long time to find each time I go there, but I think I got it down enough to give you directions. I believe right across from Casper, the town of Casper, or the little beach area, east of Highway 1, towards the mountains, you will take Fern. And Fern will go east. And as you're driving east about a half a mile, a mile, you run into Casper Orchard, I believe. Casper Orchard. And you take that right. And that right will go right, but then it'll also start to turn east again. And you'll come to a dirt, a dirt road. And that dirt road has a big parking lot. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm trying to visualize it. So if I, if I go... Uh, blank here yeah I'm just thinking <laughs> just thinking out loud You're just now. going there in your mind uh, yes so it's a big parking lot and there's this one logging road and it's called 600 and you take 600 down about 15 yards the reason i know this because i was figuring out how i'm going to tell this story and so you and on the left of that 15 yards there's a there's a bike trail 
can't miss it. Well, you can, but you know, look. So you you go into that bike trail, turn left, and if you take that all the way down about a mile, I think I don't know, you'll come to a little, 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 little sign on the right, and it has a little arrow, but it's a white little sign. It's a little board. That's what helped me. And then you could follow the yellow tags. And when you get to Gemini, it's this big tree, right? Man, huge redwood. And they're going to, Cal Fire Logging approved, or forestry, they approved a logging, Anderson Logging Company, I believe, to make these roads to pull other redwoods out. So when you go out there, you'll see redwood trees with blue marks. They're going to take those down. They call it fire prevention. They're going to take them out, and they pull them through these like little roads, skid rows or something like that. And those skid rows or those rows that, they build a, that they're able to pull those big redwood trees out, those redwood trees, they have to be cut to make that road. Now, there's no blue mark around that redwood tree. Why? Because it's part of the road. So they get the biggest redwood tree out there for free. That's how conflicted, that's how conflicted Cal Fire Forestry is from Porter, from the main guy. Who's the guy that runs, that's in charge of this one? Do you know off, off the top of your head? Who's in charge of the, the um, demonstration for us? Yeah. Is Kevin Conway. Yeah, Kevin Conway. Come on, Kevin Conway. Brother, are you serious? So you're telling me that you approved, that you actually read this and you were cool with this, that... They're going to take the largest redwood tree out of that forest by creating a road, and they get it for free. They're not even going to give logging company money, I mean, give Cal, Cal Fire Forestry money for that tree. Think about it, man. That's what I'm saying. It's all a scam. And because people are not paying attention to the details and following the money, we're, we're allowing these kind of things to happen. And they do it according to the law. Why? Because they wrote the law. I mean, think about that. I'm going to write the law that allows me to cut the biggest redwoods out of this forest and not even have to pay anything for it to foul Cal Fire Forestry because, I, because we created this law that says if it's a road to get the trees out, it doesn't have to be covered. It's just, matter of fact, we're doing you a favor by creating this road for you to take these redwoods out. And the Cal Fire Forestry, yeah, that is true. Why? Because they're talking to themselves. What I found out when I went to Senator McGuire's fundraiser, they're all, everybody grew up around here together, and I get that. Everybody went to high school together. Everybody went to college together. We're small towns. I get it. I get it. I understand that. But you still have to do your due diligence. And when a tribal chairman gets 16 Pomo tribes together to write your senator, to write your assemblyman, to write our congressman, to say, hey, we need a moratorium so we could, so we could look into this and make sure this isn't happening, but let me show you that it is, and they ignored us. I'm curious to see if they ignored the Board of Supervisors. I, I have to assume, I understand most of us Native Americans did not go to school with these people, and if we did, they probably didn't know us. We're only 2%, 3% of the population, you know? So if they didn't know me for sure, because I'm telling you, those guys never played, they never played any sports or something. <laughs> I don't recognize any of these guys. I must have been hanging out with the other guys. I'm not sure here. But anyways, these guys go to school together. I'm hoping that the Board of Supervisors in our county went to school with some of them too. 
and could say, hey, man, this is what's going on. Because that's what we need. We need our leaders to talk. We need our county leaders to talk because they're ignoring the tribes. They're ignoring them. I mean, you go to my Facebook Live, Michael Hunter Facebook, and I show live where I go out into the forest to show you what they're doing. You got to get out there to see it. But, you know, I don't know. I, I do agree it's a good old boys network. And if we could get some of these uh, board of supervisors to reach out to Senator McGuire, somebody named Wood, Congressman Huffman, maybe one-on-one, -on -one, you know, have dinner. I don't know how you guys do that. We do dinners. You know, so we're always in Indian country. You always do dinner, lunches, because you want to provide, you know, you want to get a, a good start to your meeting, you know. Um, maybe I'll host the dinner. I don't know. I can't get these guys to even respond to an email. So I don't know. They're not going to show up to a dinner. But anyways, how do we get the Board of Supervisors to pass what they're passing now to our senator, our assemblyman, our congressman, to make sure those three are pushing their resolution to the governor and to Wade Crowfoot? I think I think if it comes from non-Indians, it, 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 it'll have more impact in the political world that we live in. So we need your help. The tribes need your help. You, you, you want to step in on this community. I mean, um, am I wrong? I, I've been living in smoke for the last seven years. Come on, people. We have to wake up, right? Seven years, how much more do you want to live in smoke? Believe your own eyes. You see what's happening in your forest. Don't play ignorant. We got to get these people to step up and do their work. I don't know. That was my rant. I was, <laughs> what were we talking about? Gemini? Is that what it was? See, Gemini brought that out, brought that out of me. So you went there yesterday. Yeah. How was it? Uh, you know, I have a lot on my plate right now dealing with tribal stuff that we're doing. Some really, really, really big issues. And, uh, I, you know, I think I went there just to, you know, get connected. I try to do that. But, uh, I think the, this time, I think the Gemini tree took a lot of my anxiety away from me. You know, I carry a lot of anxiety. Gosh, oh my gosh. And, and I, you know, I was thinking, of, <laughs> this might sound weird to you guys. I don't want to sound like, you know, that I'm getting too connected or else you guys will, uh, people will think I'm just crazy, <laughs> you know? But, uh, I truly believe that the Gemini, and I say mother, helped me yesterday by taking in a lot of my energy that I didn't need in me, you know? And then I think of it as the carbon footprint because then it goes to the roots, right? So I like to think of that I'm playing, that I'm part of that cycle. And that's how I felt yesterday, that I was part of that cycle. And when I left there, I felt rejuvenated. So in my mind, it worked. It's all that matters, right? It's my story. I don't think you're the only person who has that feeling in the forest around the big old trees, the feeling of being uh, nurtured or being uh, much more well-being, of, of having the trees sort of calm you down and make you feel connected and grounded. I think that's pretty uh, common experience. Is it only common amongst us? Because if it was common, how come more people aren't paying attention? How come more people aren't standing up? They're just not out there, maybe. Maybe. Maybe maybe they're disconnect, disconnected. So if you're asking yourself, why aren't you out there standing up for these redwoods? Maybe you need to get out there. Right? By yourself. What do we got, call? Yeah, you want to take a call? 
Okay. Oops. Lost your caller. Uh, people, if you want to f- call in, the number here is 707-895-2448. Um, yeah, somebody was calling in, but they hung up, so. Yeah, you did. I think that your something happened with your mic. There we go. There you are. I'm back Welcome in back. The game. <laughs> <laughs> Someone, oh, someone's trying to get me out of here. <laughs> I'm here. I'm not leaving. All right. You want to take this call? Yeah. Okay. Good morning, caller. You're live on the air. Hi. Uh, I uh, I wanted to speak to the, what your uh, speaker uh, that you're hosting is saying about the uh, importance of non-native, non-indigenous people speaking out, and I agree. But I also want him to realize there is something very special about indigenous people uh, speaking in behalf of indigenous trees. And these trees are indigenous. I mean, they're, they're thousands of years old, some of them. And um, I, I spend time almost, well, some, sometimes, many times a week, just snuggling up to one of the coarse uh, <laughs> trees in uh, Indian Creek Park, uh, which is, and they, they emit. And I think maybe the people do too. They emit some aspect of nature that the so-called civilized or more uh, uh, educated uh, or uh, uh, powerful people uh, don't have. Um, and we need to find that. We we need to live it. And so I I would want him to say. I would want him to say, along with the fact that non-indigenous people are important in this struggle, certainly, because it's be non-indigenous people are the ones that are cutting these trees or wanting to, and but at the same time, we take so much energy from their spirit, from the, the indigenous, indigenous trees, the indigenous people, um, and uh, whether or not they are, are culturally, societally adaptive, that, that's more of a problem for the in, in non-indigenous people to uh, work out. So I want to thank him. Uh, I was inspired by what he said, and I appreciate what you're doing. Yeah, I appreciate you. I like that indigenous indigenous trees. Yeah, that's my yeah. vibe right now too. Uh, I'm, I, I didn't know I was going to be speaking directly with you, but um, I would like to get to know you. What are you offering? I got some really cool people on the coast offering me some really good food all the time. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm offering 88 years of living. Uh, that's my offering. I'm almost. Yeah, I kind of got disconnected there. I think I'm. 
I don't know if that's my radio staticking right now. For just well, headphones. that's sort of what happens when the phones uh, in the yeah, yeah, that's happen. like the mind too. So, did you did it come across that what I'm offering is 88 years of living? Ooh, I would like to hear some of your stories in those redwoods. You know what I'm thinking about doing is putting down a, a list of calendar dates that I'm going to go out there. That way I commit myself and, you know, make it part of my what I'm doing in, in, in this uh, as a tribal chairman as well and do tours and give, and hopefully you would be willing to give tours to, to people as well because I don't know those Redwoods. So, yeah, I'm going to take you up on that. And when I send that flyer out, hopefully you join. I'm Gregory Sims, post office box number one, Boonville, California. Alicia, write that down. She's All on All right, it. we got it. Thanks, Gregory. All right, we got another call. Do you want to take it? Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, nope. Sorry, I guess I waited too long. Call back caller, 895-2448-707-895-2448. This is Pomo Perspective on KZYXNZ with your host, Michael Hunter. I'm Alicia Bales, engineering in the studio. Let's take our next call. Hey, caller, you're live on the air. Caller, you are live on the air. Okay. Beep, beep noises. Was their comment, I guess. All right, so I'm still monitoring the Board of Supervisors meeting uh, on YouTube. You can always watch the, now that everything's happening via Zoom, you can watch the Board of Supervisors meetings. Uh, you always could on um, on YouTube, but you could also participate via Zoom um, with public expression. I think you have to sign up in advance. But anyway, I'm monitoring that for the, there's a special item on the agenda. It, they're not talking about it yet. They're still talking about some preliminary things, but there's a special item on the agenda uh, sponsored by Ted Williams and Dan Jurdy. It's a resolution uh, to request the scientific review of the Jackson Demonstration State Forest. And there's been just a tremendous outpouring of uh, public support for this resolution. Um, and it's asking the governor to look at climate science and the management of Jackson State. So, yeah, I was thinking, you know. The Jackson Demonstration State Forest is the homeland of the Pomo people, right? And we're trying to be the spokespersons and speak up. But our local legislators are not listening. I've emailed Assemblyman Wood, and he said he agrees, which was okay. He said he agrees to no future THPs, but that doesn't save the existing mature second growth that are in line to be cut. So that's not good enough. But at least he wrote back. So respect to him. Expect to Simon Wood for writing back to us. Senator McGuire did not even reply back at all to say he even received it. Even though I'm in direct contact with Christopher, who is one of his staff persons, about another issue that emails me every day. I emailed him, exactly him, Chris, the same email that I emailed to Wood. And I got a response back from Wood. McGuire's showing up. He's, he's absent. He's absent. I don't think it's cool, you know. These, uh, if he says he wants to be have a connection or a relationship with the Native American tribes, how do you uh, ignore a resolution from 16 of the Pomo tribes in his district? 
I just don't, like, I don't get it. I don't know how you could continue to say you have a relationship with us. You may with certain specific leaders, but we do this as a group. And, you, and he's ignoring us. So I don't, I don't know. Huffman seems to be absent. I don't know if he's getting a free, a free pass on this, you know. I'm starting to wonder if Huffman's getting a free pass. These are his woods, too. But what I'm recognizing is none of them are from Mendocino County. They're Sonoma and Humboldt. So maybe it's not just the tribes being overlooked here. Maybe it's our community. But, for the, but like we were saying, we finally got it on the agenda for the Mendocino County Board of Supervisors. And maybe you could just, one more time, talk a little bit about what that means and what the resolution is going to be. Yeah, so the, the resolution, I'm looking at it here, it's called Resolution Number 21. It's Resolution of the Mendocino County Board of Supervisors Requesting Scientific Review of Jackson Demonstration State Forest. It has a whole lot of whereases, uh, talking about the science of climate and forests, how, how forests sequester carbon. And the, uh, the, it also talks about Governor Newsom's um, executive order, with uh, which is called 30 by 30, which is the goal of protecting 30% of California's land and coastal waters by 2030 in order to um, sequester more carbon and have these natural places absorb carbon the way that they do and have done for forever. Um, it talks a little bit about the COP26 and the climate talks in Glasgow that just uh, are finishing up or finished up this weekend. And um, it asks the the state natural resources agency to include any climate impacts of commercial logging on state lands and drawing up the plan to protect 30% of California's land use in the 30 by 30 plan and to have Jackson Demonstration State Forest be included in, in this uh, planning. So... You know, it doesn't take into account what you all have been talking about with tribal leadership. It doesn't take into account a moratorium, which you've been calling for. Uh, but it does ask the governor to use climate science to uh, look at the management plan out there. Right. It's a start. It's a start, right? So we were talking about now, does that resolution really do anything? We hope so. We, but is it our jobs as the community to get that resolution and make sure that Senator McGuire, Assemblyman Wood, Huffman see what our county board of supervisors are asking? Is it our job to make sure that it gets to Secretary Wade Crowfoot from the California Natural Resources Agency? You know, I don't know, but we got to figure it out. So we got to figure out how to get that resolution if passed today and send it as many times as we can. If every one of you send that resolution, from the Mendocino County Board of Supervisors. Go on their website, it's gotta be up there once they approve it. You take that and you you email that to Senator McGuire, you email that to Assemblyman, Assemblyman Wood, you email that to Congressman Huffman to let them know that you agree with the Board of Supervisors. And I have to assume the more and more that our local, our local legislators see that resolution popping up in their head, the more action they're going to want to take. Mm -hmm. But we have to speak up here in Mendocino County. We're being overlooked because we, it's, I almost feel like we're not represented, to be honest with you. Like, it shouldn't, we shouldn't have to beg you. We shouldn't have to go out there and put, pe people shouldn't have to be out there putting their lives at risk to get your attention. It shouldn't have to only come from the Board of Supervisors for our local legislators to want to see for themselves what's happening in the forest. You know, when uh, the local community came to my tribe, I had to see it for myself. I had to learn it before I came out and said anything about it. But I went out there. And I've been asking our local representatives to go out there. 
And so far, we got the ears of the Board of Supervisors. Let's see how that goes. It might go good. I don't know. Yeah, well, we don't know how the vote's going to go today. Um, but we know that uh, Supervisor Williams is sponsoring the resolution with Supervisor Jurdy, but I don't know how the other three supervisors feel about it or how they're going to vote. So I guess we will we'll see because the meeting's happening right now. They haven't started talking about the resolution yet. They're still dealing with other agenda right, items. Right, it's live. It's the coming up. It's happening right, right now. now. You know, the phones are ringing off the hook. Would you like to take a call? Let's try one. Okay. Hello, caller. You are live on KZYX. Hello, caller. You're live on the air. Yeah, I, I heard you talking about the Board of Supervisors meeting today and taking up the resolution uh, regarding Jackson Demonstration State Forest um, and that you were monitoring it. I just wanted to let you know, you may have missed this, um, that the board announced that it will take up the matter at 1.30 this afternoon. So if you've got listeners who are just tracking along, waiting for this to come up on the agenda. Uh, if they have other things to do, they can turn tune, uh, tune in to the board meeting at one thirty. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. I might have. I don't know if you're asking me a question. Did I miss a question in there? Or was it more informative? No, no. I just wanted to make sure that listeners knew that the matter was going to come up at one thirty. It's not going to be ah. heard this morning. Oh, that's good to know. Got it. Got it. So I don't have to keep monitoring the the live feed? <laughs> well, not until one thirty. Um, I know there are going to be a few speakers about the resolution, including Priscilla, Priscilla Hunter, your mom. Yeah, I guess my mother's going to be speaking on it. Um, she's she's pretty she's pretty tough, you know. I, I'm always curious what my mom's going to say. <laughs> I have fun. You with these, uh, you know, my we're a matriarchal, you know, tribe, and what most, most tribes are in Pomo country. I would say they all are, but I don't want to offend somebody that thinks they're not. But. Uh, in our world, the women speak up and they speak their mind. And in order to be heard in such a strong and in such a, a a community that's dealt with a lot of poverty and pain, you know, I mean, we, you know, Mendocino County terminated us as tribes along with Corps of Engineers in 1957. So it wasn't that long ago. My mom lived on that reservation. So in order to be heard, you had you had to really really speak up and be strong and forceful and uh i'm always it's always fun to see where she's gonna go you know i'm excited i'm like yeah mom what are you gonna say today <laughs> i really dig that i don't know what it is i find her entertaining i really find her interesting she's like a really cool person to to watch you know i sit in the background and i just watch her sometimes it's so fun but yeah i'm assuming she's going to talk a lot about her connection with the redwoods you know my mom my mom has been doing this fight whew, since i was a kid you know i've known her to get arrested for for stopping people from from stopping logging to be honest with you you know she was kind of our native american judy berry to be honest does that make sense do you feel that vibe <laughs> 
Alicia? I do. Uh, I remember being with Priscilla up in Headwaters, and Priscilla opened up. Uh, she started the big Headwaters protest in 1996 uh, out in at the gate uh, to Pacific Lumber's land when we were trying to save the last ancient redwood wilderness that was owned by Pacific Lumber. And she started the huge rally with 7,000 people. And I think she got arrested along with the 1,033 people who crossed the line onto the property line that day. And so, yeah, I've, I mean, and uh, we're the same age. So I was pretty young then. I was in my early 20s. And there she was, you know, leading, leading the movement to save the redwoods up there too. So yeah, for sure. Right. You know, so now that I'm learning about Judy Berry, I really took that back to when I was in high school because I remember talking about about the car bombing and how and how uh, I remember at times when my mom would be doing things for the environment too and so I've, I was always interested in that story because it related to me most of the stories that they tell you in high school don't relate to Native Americans. So, <laughs> so you wonder, if, if any of you teachers are wondering why we don't pay attention, it's because your topics are kind of whack when it comes to Native Americans and probably a lot of minorities, to be honest with you. But anyway, that's another story. We'll do that one from a perspective in a couple of weeks or again. <laughs> yeah, so when I think of Judy Berry, you know, and learning and uh and how much of a local hero she was you know it's just uh even a regional hero right uh it's just uh it's a blessing to be a part of your guys's community and it's it's also it's also fun to see how my mom brought her community to to the same table and how they and how they uh interact with each other you know it's so fun because you see people that knew what was right and they fought for it and then I see my mom, she knew what was right, and she fought for it. They fought for it. Now, keep in mind, when we say fight for it, we're not talking emails, and, you know, we're talking fight for it. Like, you got to be willing to get arrested fighting for it. That's what they did. That was the difference between the activists today and the activists back then. We need to figure out how to get that inner activist out of us. I'm lucky that I have my mom. You know, I, I almost have no choice but to be, you know, at, the, at being an activist of some sort. But uh, how do we get others inspired to be more activists? I'm, I worry that our social media warriors, and we need them because they're the ones that spread the information, right? But sometimes I feel like they need to get on the front lines more so they can get more of the video, you know, share more of what's really going on out there and, and share on their, on their uh, social media so they can help us bring awareness. So it's like there's this social media activism where it's it's about knowledge that and i'm like yeah that's important because we need to get that out there but you have to have the power behind it you know no, you know knowledge is power right and if we don't get out there and express ourselves on the front lines and be heard on the front lines and do the work and be seen and video those that are doing the front lines i don't think it really has the power that we need right i don't know i'm a little i'm a little worried about this i'm trying to figure out how to bridge the both how do i bridge you know at least in the native american indian social media um world to this environmental world to where they're actually out there in the woods seeing it talking to people like you talking to other people that that are uh, that are out there saving our environment i don't know you're a radio person yes <laughs> Where does, do you, do you often wonder what I'm talking about? Um, 
in terms of how to how to get information to people, yes, it's what I think about all the time. Right. And I guess I just have this sense that, uh, you know, especially in this moment where there's so much disinformation, you know, there's just wrong information out there about all of these different things that matter, um, you know, from healthcare to climate. Uh, obviously, the people who are putting out disinformation and trying to confuse us understand how powerful we are when we have good information, how powerful we are when we can make decisions based on the truth. And so, yes, I think about it all the time about how to both, you know, get good information out there. I think one of the things that that, that we can do here at KZYX is that we can get as many community voices directly to our community and, and we can have a community conversation, you know, just so we know who we are, right? Um, right. And then we can build trust among ourselves and then also we can um, sort of combat the the disinformation as, as best that we can so people have the ability to really have a grounded sense of what's happening in the world. Right. We, we need everybody educating somebody about what's happening in the Jackson Demonstration State Forest. We need everybody educating at least one person, at least one. And then that person needs to do the same, whether it's through radio, whether it's through social media, however we do it. But we need every single person doing it. And, it, and you know, the content's there. The content is there. It's just that we need the people out in those woods to see it, to visualize it, to video for themselves. Because I think they'll fall in love with that forest. It'll be hard for them to leave once they get out there. You want to take another call? Yeah, let's Speaking try another of call. community voices? Okay, yeah. we will try. Caller, you are live on the air. Uh, thank you. I would like to do a poem, if that's okay. Um, I'd like to do a poem, if that's okay. You would like to do a poem? Yeah, I would like to do a poem that I wrote about the redwood trees. Ah, bust it out. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Okay, it goes like this. And if I mess up, it's because I'm nervous. Spirit speaks for the trees that plead to survive gracefully, uplifting and toiling within. Even billion-year-old rainforests buried below oceans, ice, and desert persist, molting, melting, churning roots into veins, resurrecting foliage into blood, soil's decadent decomposition, composing movements, willing to flourish, fossil fuels that nourish the laboring earth. People insignificantly connected, wrongfully claim to conduct and refine as they foolishly swat and stick to drain and exploit 5,000 years of traditions Ancient redwood 600 feet high, chained to absurdity, short-sighted beliefs, like we need to destroy to survive, when without trees alive we would die. Spirit speaks from the cliffs that witness the shrill of the chainsaw-brutalized lands from the faces and rocks on the edge that scream and shout to give thanks for the tree medicine that heals. For the limbs and arms that burn to keep tribes warm. For the chapel where the birds sing. For the bud that lends us wings. For the wheel of the first cart that trekked our lives. For the paper that captured the steps of the now ethereal hearts and minds. For the perfume like orange blossoms that allured the bees to pollinate the trees. Maple syrup and olive oil we purchased from the corner store. 
all of this and more for which we rely. Spirit speaks and sings through wooden instruments and breathes and says, plant, see. Wow. That was Thank beautiful. You. Wow. Thank What's you. your name? Uh, I go by the Poetician. Yeah, I love it. Poetician. Yes. Do you have an Instagram or anything? No, sir. How do I get that poem? I can meet you. <laughs> love it. Maybe we could coordinate through Alicia Bales with KZYX.org. How do we make that happen, Alicia? Yeah. I I can go to the Coyote Reservation. No, I'd rather film you reading that poem in front of the Gemini tree. That just has so much power. Sir, I, w I wanted you to know that um, I have a lot to say, hmm. and I'm a poet, and I'm thankful that I was able to do this on on the radio and being a Gemini myself, and you were saying that, and I'm a lot of people don't speak up because we're afraid, you know. There's a lot of violence that's happened in this world for people that speak the truth. And I just want you to know that I'm thankful that with all the pain and suffering Native people have gone through, that you're still standing up. And I can't not speak my truth because then I would not be at one with the Creator or God or anyone. So that's why I chose to recite my poem over the radio. And I think this is what people have to do, is that there's so much fear instilled in this culture and so many traumas that people have gone through, and people who do mean things, they put fear in people so they don't speak up. And also, people, they don't give thanks, and they're not grateful on all sides for the fact that the people who cut trees are human beings, too. So it's like we all have to try to see how we're all responsible for how we're hurting the earth. It's not just about the trees. It's about how we have respect for each other, how we communicate with each other. It's more than, it's more than just, you know... No blame, total respect, and no rejection. This is what I say. And I feel like maybe the tree people who are cutting the trees would have more more openness towards maybe pre preventing it from happening if they didn't feel like everyone was attacking them. Because if you feel attacked, you say no just because you're angry at the people for attacking you. So I just... I don't really know how to explain what I'm trying to say right now, but I just think we all need to come together. My idea, I'll just say this because you were asking for ideas. My idea is to turn that park or turn that that Jackson Forest into a outdoor museum to teach people about trees, how they help us, and how the companies that have logged have helped humanity in a lot of ways, too. And then as long as they can make money from the park, from people coming to see what logging is, how they could have areas set up to show people how logging is done and the advantages.
advancement of logging and make money from that area, then maybe if they made enough money from it to be an open outdoor museum of logging, then maybe they wouldn't cut all the trees down because they'd make more money preserving the trees than they would cutting them. And that's just an idea that I've had for a few months. Thank you for my time to talk. And I can, if you give me a, a way to contact you, I can do that. Yeah. Just drop off your letter with your contact information and just put it in an envelope and you can just leave it at the Coyote Valley Casino. Um, you, could, you could go to the restaurant area if you like to and drop it off. They'll get it to me and then I'll contact you. And thank you for your beautiful words and your passion. But I want you to think about something, okay? I want yeah. you to take a deep breath. Let's, let's do this together. Okay. <sighs> okay. Now, that weight you're carrying, you have to figure out how to shed that. But I understand your weight. It's heavy. I could hear it. I could feel it. And anybody that could put their weight into words like you just did is so beautiful and so thoughtful. But now I want you to figure out how to be happy about the knowledge and power because you shouldn't feel sad for the connection you have to this earth, okay? Oh, I'm not sad. I'm happy about my connection. i just sad about the state of affairs. Yes. It keeps repeating itself. It, it doesn't change. No. I read the book Murder State. I read the book Murder State, and the bureaucracy has not changed. But listen. It, has, it listen, hasn't changed. Listen, you know? my friend. Listen. That's the work we're doing. I'm not here. I'm not doing what I do because I don't think there's change coming. Now I need you to give the energy, the positive energy. I need you to turn it upside down and go up, go forward, because we need everybody like you. Okay, we need everybody like you that feels the way you do. Yeah. To feel great, because I need your good energy. Because we're making change, okay, my friend. But if you don't believe in it, it's gonna make me not believe in it. So I gotta know you believe in it, because you're the future. I believe in it, and also at the same time, the only way to get your energy moving is to get out the toxins, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm doing it on the radio right now. You're great. You're doing it. You're beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with me, with Alicia, with us. How powerful. Proud of you. Yeah, thank you. All right, we have about two minutes all right well that was deep that was deep that was a perfect ending you know it hits home if you don't feel that connection and it doesn't make you want to cry when you hear such a beautiful poem and the power it's bringing to us today then you're not connected you know and i have to say i probably wasn't either a few years ago wasn't until the last few years when I started to become more connected and more aware. And I think we all have to become more connected. We all have to become more aware of what's going on. And we have to feel that that vibe that she feels. You gotta figure out how to vibe out in that forest. So we have to get out there, my friends. That's the only way you're gonna make a difference is if you get out there, get connected, feel it. And then you'll come up with a bunch of ideas on how you can help. Might be small ways, but we need your help. Thank you for joining us. Ah, wow, that was deep, huh? Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah, you feel the pain. Definitely. And it is. It's, uh, you know, naming that feeling of just loving these places. And the community obviously loves these places. And yet when you try to um, take action to protect them, you know, so so much loss and, and pain is there. Right. Because you got to understand, people, we feel like we're losing every time a redwood's cut. We don't feel like we're winning when we're saving others sometimes. And it gets tiring. It's tiring. But we got to keep going. We have no choice. All right. Well, this is Pomo Perspective. Michael, I want to thank you very much for being here today. And this is a really, really powerful show. Um, you'll be back in a month, the third Mondays of the month from 9 to 10. I'm Alicia Bales. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of KZYX Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. You can check out our website at kzyx.org to find more content like this and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thanks for listening.